All right, what's popping? And welcome in to Pod That with the Georgeur Brothers, episode 700. And George, I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur. Welcome into today's episode, Sam the Man. Sam, oh, man, we, we called, we, we're introducing a new segment today, so I'm going to kind of throw it out there. Sam the Lion, as my mother used to call you all the time. She doesn't call you that much anymore, but uh, you'll see why I mentioned that for those listeners who are listening in and, and we'll introduce these new segments. Sammy, go ahead and introduce what we're doing new from now on. That was one of the weirdest intros I've ever experienced on this show, George. So I'm excited to see why that might why I might have just experienced the weirdest intro I've ever experienced on this show. Um, our new segments, first and foremost, is Pass and Shoot, where I'm going to, well, actually, each one of us, we're going to flip each week, is going to give a sports or a non-sports topic. And we have to decide if we're going to pass and let the other person explain it or shoot and give it a go to see what the hell the other person's talking about. And then at the end of every episode as well, we're going to be taking voicemails from people, giving us their best sibling in sports story or sibling competition stories. And if you don't have a sibling, throw or out just a family sto- member. Or, or just sibling story. It doesn't have, if you don't do there. sports or anything. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Because well, yeah. you introduced it right with sports right away. So I, was just I mean, because that's sure. – I thought that would be the most fun one to mention first because we're going to be – because it is a sports show. But then give us any of your stories of siblings, friends. If you don't have any siblings, you can make it whoever – Give us those best stories that you got, and you can do it at anchor. That's a n c h o r dot f m slash pod that, and you'll see a little button that says leave a message. So you can leave messages there, and we'll pick the best ones every single week to play them at the end of the episode, starting on our next week episode. But we'll start with pass and shoot, George. And uh, this week I got the sports topic. You have the non-sports topic. Um, which way do we want to start? I think we all we all should start with the sports topic first. I think it's just a fun way to go about it. So, Sammy, let's see what you got for me today. All right. For today, I'm pass and shoot, George. I don't even know how we're going to do this. This is our first time, so I don't know if I want to, uh, you know, I don't know how I want to mention it, but I'm going to say the title of basically what it is and see if you want to pass or shoot. See if you've ever heard of this. A weird Yankee story or part of weird Yankee history, the wife swap. Mm-hmm. Oh man, uh, there was a thirty thirty about this back in the day. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot here and try to you know uh, uh, take my best shot at this here. I forget the two players' names, but there's two guys on the New York Yankees in the 1970s, and they decided to do a wife swap. And yes, that's exactly what it sounds like, right? It's a wife swap. Like one of a guy's winning, like was with the other person's wife, and vice versa, and they lived together. I think. I don't know if it's for the full season or most of a season or part of a season, but they literally swapped wives. And there was an ESPN 30 for 30 about it or just a documentary in general. I don't know if it was produced by ESPN. I already did the research. There was not a 30 for 30 on this. All right. There was a documentary on this, not by ESPN, not by – well. I probably should have figured that out since it uh, doesn't sound like the most Disney-friendly story, right? Uh, but yeah, so the two guys on the Yankees basically swapped wives, um, and they lived each other's lives for a while. I think they actually swapped the whole families. I think the other person, they both had kids, right? They did. But you keep saying for a while. I don't know if you if you want to try to elaborate what you mean by for a while. I, I'm trying to remember if it was like for the whole season or like for good. I can't, or they just like – I forget exactly how long this like whole wife swap thing lasted. Okay, I'm going to grade you out of 10 on your guesses. Oh, so I like that. I'm going to give you a – I'm going to give you a 7 out of 10 because right. for most of it, it was very accurate. But it seems like you didn't know some of the finite details. Also, we had a quick lie that there was a 30 for 30. had me doing some research. I'm going to give you a 7. I'm going to give you a 7. But there, but but, there was a documentary. That's fair. There's documentary about everything on YouTube. I mean, we've, that's you know, a good, that's a good point. There's a literally there's probably a documentary about this podcast. I was gonna say they're saying a thirty for thirty is a much bigger statement. Thirty for thirty is pretty monumental moments. But because of your lie, I'm gonna give you a seven out of ten. All One right, of baseball's biggest blockbuster trades was 44 years ago, which was well, no, I guess now it's been 48 years ago, yeah. um, and it was actually a husband trade and. Uh, it was two Yankee players, Fritz Peterson, his close friend, Mike Kecknich. They swapped wives, children, and dogs. Um, it and dogs. Public <laughs> and dogs. It became public in 73. They swapped, occurred in 72. Um, the guy, they said it just happened. It wasn't planned. Um, and I know that one of the couples, um, 
One of the couples is still together today, uh, while the other couple uh, split up, I think, a few years later after the swap. But they really did. The, the most interesting part of it all was not just that there was a swap and one lasted very long and the other didn't, but they they really did this like in full force while being friends. So they were like cu a couple that were best friends. They used to hang out during the summers. They were hanging out as teammates and apparently found out that they liked each other's wives more than their own. And they swapped kids, dogs, and entire families. So it wasn't it even just like... like it sounds like a horrible sitcom, right? Like, like two baseball players fall in love and change wives in a season. And like weird shit happens. And it's like a really bad sitcom on CBS starring... I don't know. The guy who... Uh, Johnny Bravo from Entourage or something would be like one of the guys. Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> to me, it doesn't sound like a horrible <laughs> sitcom. Actually, because because it's part love story, part uh, it's probably kind of part drama. I don't even call it a sitcom because one of them didn't even work out. It's kind of a weird story, actually, more than anything. But I, um, yeah, I think the most interesting part is the fact that they were friends. It wasn't just like you know, it wasn't the what was it, Tony Parker, you know, cheated, you know, uh, I think had an affair with his teammate Brett uh, Barry's wife, mm. like behind his back. But this was like a. We all hang out. We realize we don't like our wives as much as we like yours. And let's just, yeah. let's you just know, switch. Probably when like, yo, your wife's a bitch. Actually, no. I, 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 my wife's a bitch. No, no, I really like her. My wife's a bitch. No, I really like her. Dude, we should totally tr trade wives. All right. That's, that's probably along the lines of how it went. That's how it went. I mean, this would be like if John Carlos Stanton and like Aaron Judge decided to swap wives this season. If this happened during the social media area, it would blow up Twitter. It, it really would. It would. <laughs> uh, that's a great story, Sammy. So, so, yeah, so that was our first ever pass and shoot, I guess. And on to our first pass or shoot non sports edition from George. All right, Sammy, what do you know about intergalactic travel? You know what I know about intergalactic travel, George, is that somebody on this show, somebody I think named George that I'm talking to today, might have cheated me on this topic. I, I, said, pass, I said pass or shoot. I didn't say a pass or lecture. Well, I'm shooting. Somebody <laughs> cheated me. Now, I, I don't like when you. I don't like when you do that, George. You can't come back and defend yourself for cheating. You I'm cheated not, the topic. No. Yeah, you're. you're I, I'm not defending that's myself. That's that classic, I'm just saying pass and that's shoot. The classic, I that's the classic person who did something wrong that tries to just try tries to make the other person seem like the wrong. That's that classic move. That's the LeBron James like. Oh, I'm gonna kind of blame the teammates, even though it was me. You know, type of move. George sent me this topic today, and part of pass or shoot is supposed to be the surprise topic of some random thing that we have to guess. But I'm going to shoot, George, because All you right. sent me an IG post of a space hotel starting in 2027, whatever it may yes, be, sir. with 400 guests. Looks like a Ferris wheel. Um, and I guess my big thing here is, one, I was cheated. And number two, the only thing I don't believe, though, about this space travel is I feel like we've been hearing for many years we're going to get space travel. I still feel like you know, five, six years from now still seems kind of early. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you about the same grade you gave me, about 7.5 out of 10. Because first of all, you're right. I did send this to you. But I think you don't do some of these topics justice because you don't go into the deep dive research that I did about this space hotel. And I thought it was really interesting because, one, same. do you know Virgin Galactic, the company owned by Richard Branson, is already sending people to space on vacations for the last three years with over $1 billion in sales in 2020 with, with a $400,000 price tag. Do you know that means they sent over a thousand people to space last year on vacation? Now, $400,000 is no small number. But the thing that I found interesting about this space hotel is I did a little more research about it. And if they can pull it off, it's not going to be too expensive. Now, I'm not, it's not going to be your typical Hawaiian vacation for 5K. It's going to be like 50, 60, 70K per person. But it's going to be like a cruise. Uh, they're going to have basketball courts where there's no fucking gravity. That's why I really wanted to talk about this. No gravity. So you're going to be able to dunk the ball. Finally, Sammy, you're finally going to be able to dunk on someone. 
Um, you're gonna there are gonna be basketball courts, shows. It's gonna be literally like a cruise ship, a lot of entertainment, and of course a hotel room where you can stay. Um, it's gonna rotate in 90 minutes around Earth, but it's gonna you're gonna stay up there for four or five days and get the view of the uh, planet Earth if it still exists by 2027 on this pace. Um, but I just thought it was really cool because Sammy, you can dunk a basketball finally. Oh, I could finally dunk a basketball, and I. I don't. I, I for some reason I think if first of all there's something's off here. If thousands of people have been sent to space via vacation, I think it should be more on the news a little more. Um, you think you see it on an Instagram post by an influencer at least? So I feel like I'm giving some. I'm getting some misinformation here. That's just how I'm feeling because <laughs> because there, I don't. There's no way in hell that one famous person like Will Smith, a LeBron James, a Bill Gates hasn't paid $400,000 to go to space. So I'm not buying it. I think it's maybe tests. I don't think it's like actual people paying for visits. I'm assuming Um, that's number one. Number two, I still don't buy it that in five years, people are going to be able to afford a trip to space. Um, uh, you know even, why? I, you know why I don't buy it. Just like you don't buy it. I think it's going to happen. It's not in 2027. And the reason I'm not going to buy it is today I, I was driving by our family's old property, uh, still our property in Everett, and they're building a subway station for, in Seattle that's going to reach all the way to Everett, which is where the subway station is. And they said they're, it's going to be ready by 2033. You're telling me a fucking subway is going to be ready by 2033, and I'm going to be flying to space by 2027. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it either. George. And I've yeah. also, I, I, pull, I asked our research team, aka me, to pull up some facts here. And I've already, you've lied to me. You've lied no, to me. Dude, people. where did I lie? When did I lie? Virgin, BBC.com, Virgin Galactic is set to carry out a milestone test flight on Saturday. This was a couple weeks ago. Sir Richard Branson's company will begin space tourism flights in 2021. What? I, already I must, already I, I more than six. something wrong here. There's, there's been 600 people to pay for it. U.S. UBS analyst Miles Walton highlighted that one billion in annual revenue and four hundred flights per year implies a ticket about four hundred thousand for a Virgin. Ah, they're projecting implies. Mm. Okay, fair enough. So as of December, that's fair enough. December they still had no test plane go out yet. Um, It's supposed to take off from New Mexico at some point this year. Already 600 paying customers, including Justin Bieber and Leonardo DiCaprio, are booked to take a ride on the plane. So that's pretty cool, though. I mean, like I said, that's why I knew we would have, you know, we would have found out, right? Hot like take over here. Uh, when when Justin Bieber posts his first Instagram picture from space, it will be the most liked Instagram photo of all time at the time. Probably, actually. And unfortunately, um, this was supposed to be. They, because uh, apparently it was supposed to be a very safe, low cost system developing, uh, you know, but then the, they had some problems and a fatal accident back, back in 2014 led to investigation and redesign of some elements. And now we're here seven years later. And so that doesn't, that doesn't sound very hopeful for me. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, that's like why I, I'm still seven years out. Like, it's not like, oh man, there's a malfunction in every, like, the story that won't go like there's a malfunction, the, pl- the spaceship blew up and everyone lives it probably ends more tragic than that well it said a fatal accident so yeah fatal fatal. death yeah exactly yeah so so yeah i'm gonna say no space travel for me until maybe there's a couple more tests fair enough knowing knowing people like justin bieber leonardo dicaprio i'm assuming they probably shouldn't get on the first test i wouldn't well, George, I, I, I'm not going to lie. We've been lied to and cheated in week one of Pastor Shoes. <laughs> Mostly uh, by me. Uh, go go sign up for your Virgin Galactic flight, and on your flight, watch the ESPN 30 for 30 about the wife swap. But that, is, that doesn't <laughs> exist. We've been lied to and cheated. But that's why you test these things out. It's version one of Pastor Shoot. We'll be back next week. With I do me have to say, a- I, I like the Pastor Shoot, though. I thought that was a lot of fun. I agree. But we'll be back with me giving a non-sports topic, George giving a sports topic, and that's how we're going to flip-flop each and every week. Um, it is fun. It's uh, I'm going to just give a piece of advice. Maybe next time neither one of us send us the topic before the show because that was the purpose. 
Yeah, you're right. You feel me? It's, it's I, feel, I, I, I feel you. The minute George said space, I was like, well, this guy texted me something about space today. So th- there's obviously the answer. And uh, hopefully nobody forgets, before we move on to the rest of the pod and get into our sports topics, we are also going to be doing at the end of every show starting next week, a sibling story, a sibling sports story, a sibling competition. If you don't have siblings, um, you can just make make it with like a friend or a family member, whatever you want. But I don't want to exclude non-siblings. But for sibling sports stories, funny stories, whatever it may be, you can go to anchor.fm slash pod that and you guys can leave a message. You click leave a message and you can leave us your story. And some of the better stories will be uh, highlighted on the podcast and we'll talk about them here. But George, What's up, NFL brother? free agency is kind of a big topic right now. Okay. And a huge topic. We we usually it's you well most of the topic has been Russell Wilson Deshaun Watson which we're gonna get to but I want to start with first and foremost before we get to Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson which are the big stories um, I want to start with JJ Watt to the Cardinals because I think number one JJ Watt's obviously a big name um, number two it was very interesting because it was I mean the Cardinals kind of came out of left field other than the fact that he was you know, friends with DeAndre Hopkins. It was a lot of talk about the Packers, the Bills, the Browns, um, and all this. And he's getting mocked a lot on the internet mm-hmm. because he said he was trying to go to a contender first and foremost. And a lot of people are mm-hmm. laughing because the Cardinals obviously finished eighth in the NFC at an eight and eight clip last year. So I, I do overall, want to very say, interesting though, week. it is very interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you those four cities again. Buffalo, New York. What's their weather situation like? It's cold. Green Bay, Wisconsin. What's their weather situation like? It's cold. Cleveland, Ohio. What's their weather situation like? As Joachim Noah would say, have you ever heard anybody vacation in Cleveland? Nah. Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, yeah. The weather's pretty fucking nice there in the wintertime. Actually, maybe the best winter weather in the United States. He's coming from Houston where he played... He's not trying to go to Houston to Buffalo and freeze his ass off. And he's getting a little bit older, better on his knees. Older people, you know, tend to go to like nicer weather. I'm a little bit older. I'm I'm most likely moving to nicer weather. I, I don't blame JJ Watt for that for that move. Yeah. I mean, that was such a corporate answer. But I think, you know, for me, I just think he thinks it's the coolest option. Um, I know everyone thinks he's going to be like, he'd be the man in fucking Buffalo and, or the man in Cleveland mm. and all this. Um, but I think for him, I think he saw more of a, people laugh at this Cardinal situation, but I think what people are, you know, Cardinals defense is really good last year. Chandler yep. Jones is still really good. Um, and, it, and they're only getting better with a Kyler Murray and eight and eight was not bad for the te- a team like them last year, who wasn't really expected Absolutely. to do that much. So I think he actually made a good choice of a team that's kind of on the up and coming. Um, and I think weather plays a role, but I actually don't think that's any reason why he would have picked that because no, it's not. JJ Watt is also, I mean, there was Pittsburgh where his brothers play, which was a great option as well. I don't know. I just don't think that, you know, I th- he really I, wanted to, weather to be he frank, the Rams too. To be frank with you. And most people are probably going to say that I'm probably full of shit and I am. But, I mean, I think the two years, $31 million offer he got from Arizona, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably the highest offer of money he got out of all teams. I know some That's the people, reason. Yeah, I know some people say I, – I did hear a report, no, the Browns offered more, but I, I, I don't know if they really did. I think, I think at the end of the day, two years, $15 million a year guaranteed for a guy who's – I mean, let's be frank, he's past his prime, nine combined sacks in those last two seasons and has trouble staying healthy. I, I, think, I think he took the money. Yeah, I think the big mistake that I hear out of a lot of people, including yourself, is that he's not as good as he was anymore. He's still very talented. He's sacks. still very good. Uh, I remember I was listening to the Ryan Russillo podcast, and he had, uh, man, some NFL guy on, and they were talking about how, forget the sack numbers, because if you just look at his overall production when he's been healthy, that was the key. When he's That's been healthy, he's actually still been a top five guy at the position, um, like in almost every other category. So he is an extremely, when he's healthy, he's still an extremely top-notch talent in the league, especially with a guy like Chandler Jones with him. I mean, I think it's going to be very, be a very good dynamic duo there. But the problem is J.J. Watt, I, 
I, I think the big problem, like you said, is he always gets hurt. And he's, yeah. what, missed like 30 games in the last like four years? Yeah, but he's never missed. Yeah, something like that. He's never missed an opportunity to yell on the top of his lungs. Let's go. Let's go with the camera on him. George, George's least favorite that. thing. He's 100% never missed an opportunity on that. So good for him. So it's going to work. It's going to work. <laughs> so it should work. Should work. He'll, he'll get his let's goes in. And in reality, bro, if JJ Watt is healthy, it was probably the right price. It is Absolutely. probably a good pickup. But I'm actually, I think one big thing, you know, we're obviously Seahawks fans here. We run a Seahawks podcast and everything. And and a lot of people on the internet are talking about are the Seahawks like should the Seahawks be worried, right? I think the big thing here is. Yeah, it sucks for a, a team like the Seahawks to have to face now Aaron Donald and Nick Bosa and Chandler yeah. Jones and JJ Watt. But I don't think if it was my if we're talking about my home team, I, I don't I personally I agree. Like I don't know if I would want JJ I, I don't know if I'd want my team to pay that much for JJ Watt. I guess the best I, way I, to say. I, I, I get, yeah, I, I'm with you on there. And I guess the question you gotta kind of ask yourself is would you rather see the Arizona Cardinals, who are your rivals, spend fifteen point five million in cap space on JJ Watt, or would you rather spend fifteen point five million in cap space on JJ Watt? Like, I guess your answer could be, I'd rather just see him go to Buffalo and not face him. But I mean, out of those two scenarios, which one would it be? I would rather see my rival spend that money, and us. I'm just glad we didn't go out and put fifteen point five million on our cap to go get JJ Watt. Yeah. I I'd rather get a I'd rather I'd rather take the risk. Let them take the risk, and if it really fucking kills us for a year, we learn maybe learn our lesson. Like, okay, you don't want to face JJ Watt and Chandler Jones twice a year, rather mm-hmm. than really risking that fifteen million dollars a year. That's a lot of money for. No, it is a lot of money. You know, for for JJ Watt. God uh, damn, that's a whole lot of money. I don't. Where's that from? I don't know where it's from, <laughs> but pretty good. P- pretty good attempt at it. Uh. Speaking of Russell Wilson, I mean, he's kind of the biggest, him and Deshaun Watson are the biggest trade pieces here. And I did mention that this might, you know, this is another, for Russell Wilson, you know, this is another moment of like, okay, our offensive line is not that good. If J.J. Watt is healthy, <laughs> this is pretty <laughs> shitty news. Can't lie. <laughs> shitty is right, man. Um, I don't, man, like I, we, we put out that, I put out a text or a tweet and then you like made into an Instagram post of like Russell Wilson sending out a long text, which I thought was kind of funny after he saw JJ Watt and be signed. And at the end of the day, like it did, I don't think it really changed anything. I don't think it made him need an offensive line any more than he already needed an offensive line. Cause I think we need an offensive line in Seattle in the worst of ways. Right. And it's not like, Oh man, now we, they just got JJ Watt. Now we really need an offensive line. We needed one regardless. You needed right? it regardless. Yeah. It was not yeah. even, didn't matter but, which, but, whether but, he but, was there or not. Yeah, exactly. But it was a slap. It was like a, a, a slap in the face reminder like, hey, uh, you might want to protect your quarterback. And I was kind of thinking about this, right? And you know me, like, I, I you know, the camp I, I've been on with Russ. I like Russell Wilson. I think he kind of isn't exactly what the media makes him out to be. That like, go Hawks. Yeah. Ra- ha ha. Rowdy, howdy, howdy. Woohoo type of guy, which like, He's a nice guy and all, but he's not all that. He's, he's a really good quarterback, however. But one thing I was thinking about is how lucky we've been that throughout all these years, with Russell Wilson having the most sacks in a, what an eight-year span in NFL history or some some stat that's ridiculous like that. We're most lucky. ever in your first nine seasons. Okay, first, first ever in your first nine seasons. How lucky are we that he's never even missed a start? Like – George? You put another this a, quarterback. This is a knock on wood. No, absolutely, it's a knock on wood moment. But like, we also moment. we have to do realize as much as we say it's like, all right, Russ, what do you That's really our new want? Segment, I mean, George, the knock, knock on wood, knock on wood moment. Here it is, right, George. <laughs> you know, like we are lucky to have a quarterback who's so durable. And any other quarterback behind this offensive line may have missed multiple starts. And I know a lot of people are like, Oh, Russ, man, what do you want? Do you want to, you're on a team that makes the playoffs every year. And I kind of think about it. We make the playoffs because of Russell Wilson, not in spite of Russell Wilson. So like, I totally understand where he's coming from, where he's the frustration really is. And it is like the JJ Watt news to me is like a friendly, not friendly and not so friendly reminder. Hey, get this guy some fucking help. 
Yeah, he needs to get help. I, I've, I'm starting to... I think I'm understanding more why Russ is doing this. Half of me is like, oh, man, I really miss Go Hawks Russ, who just like came to work, yada, yada, right? Yeah. I think he, he attempted it long enough to see like he really is willing the Seahawks to the playoffs each year. It'd be nice to have like on top of willing a team to the playoffs a little more to it where they help you win a Super Bowl or help you get a little further in the playoffs. I mean, since right. our last Super Bowl, we haven't made it to the NFC Championship with a top five quarterback in the NFL. It definitely gets frustrating. Um, so for me, I think Russell Wilson should be doing what he's doing. I, but I also think like some of it has gone too far, right? The, Oh, this agent came out and said he wants to be in Seattle, but, but here's some teams I'd go to. Well, I know there's a no trade clause, but like, why don't you just keep that internally? And if they decide to talk to you about trades, then talk about the teams you'd go to. You know what I mean? Like totally, totally. It was almost taking it a step too far. Yeah, but I mean, we've all done that, right? Like, I, I've been on like, okay, wh- spoiler alert, everyone in this podcast has already heard we're moving to Phoenix, Arizona. It looks like I'm moving uh, next month, <laughs> a little earlier in Sam. But um, there's a lot of times you're in a city, you're living there, you're happy there, you think you're going to stay there, but you still go on Redfin, you still go on Zillow and see the housing market in Dallas. Oh, what is what is a million dollar giving in Dallas, right? So... Maybe Russ is just that. Like, he's happy. He does want to stay in Seattle, but he'd be willing to go. I was surprised. What was the list? Chicago, New Orleans, Las Vegas, and one more. Dallas. In Dallas. You know what team I was really surprised was not on that list? Miami. Mm, They got a young quarterback. I don't think they – well, they'd move off to – I don't know. Yeah, I was just well, I mean, it's his list, it's not their list, his list. Also, I think branding, George, think branding. He picked the New Orleans Saints, Chicago Bears, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Dallas Cowboys. That's why the Miami, which is international, yeah, Miami, for Sierra. Yeah, but that's that's not how it works in the NFL. LeBron James went to Miami if he wants to be I the LeBron James. The NFL, how it works in the NFL, I'll tell you right now. Publicity wise, marketing wise, for a man like Russell Wilson, endorsements wise, he would get more endorsements as the quarterback of the Chicago Bears, the Dallas Cowboys, the Las Vegas Raiders, and probably the New Orleans Saints, replacing yeah. Drew Brees. I, I, I would totally agree with the first three. New Orleans Saints is the one I'm kind of like iffy on. I'm like, okay, I think Miami's a better market than New Orleans for that. But the other three, I totally agree with you. Like, you're right, Chicago, Dallas Star, Las Vegas Raiders. Like those are, yeah, those are huge names. They are. And uh, maybe he just doesn't want to be on another corner of the country. It, it does. It does make a difference. Right. Right. Totally. Reason. Seattle, Miami is a literally opposite corner. Um, and I have a better example, George, than looking at houses at Redfin, because this is his job. What he's doing is testing the job market. And he's saying, yeah. like, it's like me going to my employer and I'd be like, hey, um, I love this offer you have for me. But I did see, you know, in Dallas, this job is offering me like a little more pay and a little more flexibility or a little and a more, little bit more insurance, which is hint hint offensive line. They have a better yeah. insurance package and for flexibility me, my probably, which is like I'm allowing they're going to let me talk about the playbook a little more. Yeah, maybe run the offense a little more. So he's really I, it's not even just moving for him. It's more about, you know, the job power, the job flexibility insurance right. like you said so at the end of the day though i guess to wrap this part up the hard thing with these conversations and we'll talk about deshaun watson quickly too is sometimes i don't like spending so much time talking about it because then like you know it's there's two things one either nothing happens at all right. or like the minute you finish a podcast the guy gets traded to yeah. like somewhere else i think for me uh, i, I want to just say that i have the ultimate guess that He's not going to go anywhere. This summer. That, that's that's exactly my guess. But I do think if there is no fixing of the issues, this could become his last season in Seattle if there's no fixing of issues. But I, I actually think we're going to fix a lot of these issues. I think we draft an offensive lineman. I think we go after an offensive lineman. I think we do everything to keep Russ happy because at the end of the day, we know what it's like. We've seen our franchise with no quarterback, and it doesn't work. Like this is the NFL. You need a good quarterback. When you have a top five quarterback in the league, you do everything in your power to hold on to that. Yeah, we've seen 
I mean, we've seen every franchise without quarterbacks and see what happens. And mm-hmm. I think for Russ, um, I agree with you. I think they're going to try to make it work around him this year, like you said, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, this was the first time JJ Watt was on the market. This was the first time a big name defensive player, D lineman, whatever it is, I know. was on the market and like a Seahawks buzz didn't happen. And I think the reason behind that is because they really do have their priorities where it's going to be. They want to resign KJ, right? They want to like restructure, resign Jamal Adams. Mm-hmm. They have the defensive side set. I think they know that, hey, we have, you know, the running back options in Seattle. We have the receivers. We don't need to sign 10 tight ends this offseason, whatever it may be. What we need <laughs> is to get an offensive lineman for us. And I think that they'll find a way to either make one big transaction for an offensive lineman via trade, whatever it may be, or like you said, you know, use their first two round draft picks on offensive linemen, try to develop something. I think Russell Wilson wouldn't leave or want to leave, even if it didn't work out perfectly, but he sees that the direction or the attempt is going in that way. Totally. And we saw it work out last year of Damian Lewis being better. Um, and Dwayne Brown there. You get one or two more, one more good draft pick like a Damian Lewis on the I, offensive I totally line. agree. And then it's the solidified. whole thing changes. Right. And and one thing about the offensive line, like I'm not saying it's good or anything, but it was it wasn't what it was two years ago where we were the worst offensive line in football. I think we ended up 15th, according to football outsiders in the NFL, right in the middle of a pack. Yeah, there's obviously room for improvement. And Russell Wilson, too, you know, this can't not look. He has to take some of the blame by his style of play. It makes him one of the hardest players in the NFL to block for because he's moving the pocket so much and moving around so much. So yeah, he's going to get sacked a little bit more. And in general, that's not good, obviously, but he takes, has to take some of a blame. You need a better offensive line, but you have, he's going to have to realize the way he plays is the way is just going to be, he's going to get hit more, unfortunately. Yeah. He's going to get hit more and that those things are going to happen, but I want to move on to Deshaun Watson. All right. Cause this is another guy that I, despite he went to his coach and he said, I'm not going to play for you. I'm not going to play here. I think he's going to play for him and he's going to play in Houston. I totally I also agree think with you. <laughs> that here's the deal in the NFL. The teams is not the NFL quarterbacks are trying to be more like NBA players, right? Yeah. The I want this. I'm going here. I'm not going to play for you. I want to go to this place. And I think the NFL has more power over its players. Mm-hmm. And I know we can get, you know, we can get social justice warriors on my ass today being like, well, they should have all the power. They're, oh my sure. God. Nego- you know what, Sammy? Sure. Negotiate. Do a better negotiation. Yeah. Do, do, don't, a team when you go to the sucks. bargaining table. Let me, let me yeah, finish sorry. my point. A team sucks you. without a quarterback. So a team should have no reason that if they drafted you and they paid you and Deshaun Watson signed an extension. Okay, if you didn't season. want to be there, you don't sign a fucking $500 million. What was it? $400 million contract. If you didn't want to be there, you tell them, because guess what, George, any other team that wanted Deshaun Watson would have given him the same contract. And he knows that. So right. you could have said no and, and or done like a sign and trade type of thing. But you signed the contract and these teams just hired a brand new head coach. And this brand new head coach knows he's going to lose his job if you leave. So it is in their best interest to keep Deshaun Watson. And if Deshaun Watson wants to waste years of his prime by sitting out, we've seen how it's worked for guys like Le'Veon Bell or whoever it may be. We've seen how it's worked for guys that want to fight the system. It doesn't usually work. So I think Deshaun Watson is going to be in Houston. And I think he needs to just realize it's a whole new team. It's a new coach. Like I get it. I get things haven't gone your way, but you know, a year and a half ago before they fired Bill O'Brien, they were 10 and six. Not only were they 10 and six, Deshaun Watson, you yourself uh, were up 21, nothing on the Houston, on the Kansas city chiefs in the AFC championship game and played like horseshit in the second half and helped your team blow a 21, nothing lead to not make the super bowl that season. So you're gonna have to take some blame here. I don't know where you want to. I, I I don't. I do understand. I'm gonna give you two points. I'm gonna look at both sides of his equation. One, Deshaun Watson. I want to go to a better franchise. Trade me to the New York Jets. Uh, the New York Jets haven't made the playoffs in God knows how long. Trade me to the Miami Dolphins. Oh, another team that doesn't make the playoffs. Uh, and the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson's made the playoffs multiple times in his career. Number two. 
What, here's the part where I defend Deshaun Watson. Why the hell are you hiring a chaplain to become your general manager, Houston? A guy with no NFL experience whatsoever. He was a team chaplain to team GM. Yeah, I don't know that part. I, I just I'm just wondering why they hired him. Like, I go hire a football guy. Uh, I mean David Coley. Is that not the coach, coach or GM? Oh, the GM. GM. Sorry. He was a chaplain. Yeah, see, I, although I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of criticizing the hires because a lot of like the there's a lot of coaches and GMs that have come out of nowhere in the world sure. of sports. I mean, like the Bob Myers of the Warriors and the Daryl Morris of the Rockets, and you know. You have Eric Spolstra, who is a video camera guy for the Miami Heat, turned into head coach, one of the best coaches in the NBA, and yeah. even and, NFL. And, you know, and you the got, chaplain and the chaplain's smart enough to know that he doesn't want to give up the one of the best quarterbacks in football. Yeah, so and I think he was smart to the JJ Watt walk because you're not going to pay him that money. Um, I just think that this is my point: is see if, if Deshaun Watson, if you were Deshaun Watson, you're sitting there thinking like that, then you're going to request a trade. But I'm the type of guy that says, like, hey, they tried to make some changes within the organization. At least try it for a year. I know. Oh, I totally agree. There. Like, That's he's just I like, no, I totally, I totally agree with you. I, but I'm just I'm trying to play both sides of the equation here just to, you know, see like that's probably how he thinks. That is how he thinks. Why'd you hire the chaplain? But like you're mad that they traded like uh DeAndre Hopkins. He's like, Oh, I hate that. You gotta get rid of Bill O'Brien. All right, we got rid of Bill O'Brien. Oh, I want you guys to do like, – well, the, the organization can't, like, just do everything Deshaun Watson wants, right? I mean, he's not a general manager. He's not a scout. He's not – that's not his job. His job is to play quarterback, and he does it better than almost anyone else in the NFL. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So I think if I was Deshaun Watson, like, I just don't understand – I understand where he's coming from. But what's your option? The Jets, they're a dumpster fire. The Dolphins, they never make the playoffs. Where do you want to go? Where, where are you going? I'll take a Seattle uh, Russ for Deshaun Watson swap. But cool, Russ I'll take go there. I, I, I'd like that too. But then Russ, well, maybe Russ would go. There's a team chaplain. He seems to love chaplains and preachers and shit. So maybe, maybe he'll he want to go there. They can start a church together. Uh, this is a weird comment, but all right. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. For me, no, no. would you would you take that trade straight up? I would. I mean, I, I don't want I mean, it. Yeah, I don't well, want it. I would rather keep. I would rather keep Russ. So I'll, but I, I would, I would the, take the Texans wouldn't do it. It's not even a, it's not even a good trade scenario because the Texans wouldn't take it because Russ wouldn't want to play there. So true. You know, like it's cool. Like, yeah, sure. If I had to give up Russell Wilson, but I got Deshaun Watson, like, all right. Oh, I gave up the fourth best quarterback in the NFL, but I get the fifth. That, that who, who would say, all right, here's a couple of trade scenarios for you with Deshaun Watson. Who says no, the chargers Herbert for Watson no. straight up. Who, who's, who, who's saying no. You know who says no. The Chargers? Yeah. That's the yeah. only team in the NFL that would for sure say no. Jaguars, number one overall pick for Deshaun Watson. That's uh that's not that one's a maybe. Okay. You don't know if Trevor Lawrence is gonna be good. I know, I know. I'm just throw I'm just throwing some stuff out there. Um, it, it's pretty clear. There let's do the opposite way because Cincinnati, who, who, Joe Burrow for Deshaun Watson. No, uh, you you have to take Deshaun Watson. Joe Burrow just came off a torn ACL. Yeah, true, he did. He just came off a torn ACL. Th- this is obvious. The, the obvious conversation is more because you're right, doing one the more, harder one side. More, one, one more. No, just hear me out. Just hear me one out. More. One more. Kyler Murray. You obviously would trade, I think, and take Deshaun Jack Deshaun Watson. Uh, okay. The obvious conversation is more who would actually say no. That's the conference because there's only I think four or five scenarios that people would say no no matter what, right? Which is right. Justin Herbert probably because it's cheaper and he has the talent. Yeah, it, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, Aaron Rodgers right. maybe because you just have to be loyal to Rodgers, right? Yeah. Deep down, they'd want to take that trade. Um, <laughs> I love how it's, you it's, said that. But, <laughs> deep down. like it's, It seemed like, they would. like you're telling a big secret here. You're, you're right. Deep down. The GM deep would down. be like, or whoever's running the Packers would be like, yeah, we want him, but you can't trade Aaron Rodgers like because he, he still has five, six years. You know, you would obviously – it's like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are that weird like whatever situation. Like it's not – it wouldn't happen, but yeah. like obviously Tampa Bay – or Green Bay would want Deshaun Watson because it's longer, right? But exactly. Other than those, other than Herbert, the two old guys, I mean, like, 
The only ones that maybe would say no is Mahomes, sorry, those four. Other than that, who would really say no? Like yeah. the Seahawks would probably say sure because Russell's not happy anyways. Everybody else in the NFL, I mean, Arizona, Josh I, th- I just feel like Arizona is like close. Like they might say no, but they probably say yes. Yeah, I don't like, know. Yeah. It's close. Yeah, it's close. The only reason they would also say maybe no is because of the money and the youth. Right. But they're both young. So I think the hard thing with the Deshaun Watson is there's basically nobody that wouldn't take him other than, I would say, the Chargers and Chiefs. And the yeah. only reason – and then there's other places it wouldn't happen, like the Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay thing, and Tom Brady, just because those guys don't get traded. But that doesn't mean that the teams wouldn't want it. You know what That's I mean? Fair. No, no, totally fair. I, I totally get it. Yeah, I'm with you on all of that. Yeah, I, I think it's clear. And the the hard one would be, do you is he is Trevor Lawrence going to be better than him? Like the answer is not clear. The answer is not clear. Like if I, I'm I'm gonna go with it's it's they're both fantastic. I'm gonna go with yes, he's gonna be better than him. I really like Trevor Lawrence, and I I think he's just already with Urban Meyer is in a really good. I don't know how good of an NFL coach he's gonna be, but just if I'm looking at his past experience as a college coach, I think they're putting him in the right situation already and building him with a really good coach. So I think it helps him, right? He's not going to uh, David Coley. Yeah, I'll say no because there's a much better chance that Trevor Lawrence doesn't become a top five quarterback in the NFL than does just statistically oh, sure. in, the, in the world of right. Right. Yeah. No, I totally, yeah, I totally agree with you. There's a better chance with that. Yeah, there's a better chance that you, you could guess that it's not gonna. Right. Right. Absolutely. But if the world of sports, like when LeBron James came out of NBA, like, yeah, there's a better chance LeBron James is not a top five NBA player than an NBA player, but you try to project, right? Like I, they say Trevor Lawrence is the, top five prospect of all time. So I'm like, okay, maybe he should be a yeah, top five I'm quarterback. Not, I don't know if he will I be. I know though. it's projected, but I'm not, I know. But I'm just but I still mean, I just say what would your projection are, be? The, yeah. My projection would be that Deshaun Watson's better just because of odds. Okay. Because okay. odds are I mean the the odds are, right? Like I basically you're either of the chance of being like a top five quarterback or five through thirty there's a much better chance you end up being five through 30, but if anyone can do it, it's obviously Trevor Lawrence. That's why we bring it up in the conversation, but it's, I'm just going to guess that he's not better than Deshaun Watson, but you know, I do think he's going to struggle this first season. I think it's like, I think he's getting a lot of hype. Like he's going to come in and do what uh, Herbert did last year or Burr. I I think Lawrence is going to have a struggle of a first season. That That's my prediction. I guess we'll find out. I don't. I don't know. I, I think it'd be hard. It's hard to struggle when you have Urban Meyer as your coach as well, and it's just hard. I don't it's know. Gonna, the Urban Meyer is going to be like so confused. He goes like twelve and two every year, eleven and one in college. Like loses two games. Like what the fuck? This is more games than I lost like in the last two years in Ohio State. <laughs> or they're really good randomly. Oh my god, that'd be crazy. Go sixteen and zero. No, well, not that. Make the BCS championship game? Like, I'm thinking like 12 and 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And to conclude today's podcast, we are going to do a speed round, George. And we're going to start with Mr. Brad Stevens, the Celtics coach himself, who suffered from identity theft this week. People opening up Target's account and, you know, they were trying to buy some interesting stuff, according to him. And you know what he told his wife, George? He said, I told my wife I had a root canal and my identity stolen last week. And those were two of my better days in the last eight days. And why is that? Because the team sucks right now. Let me tell you, identity identity theft is no fun. One time I went to open up a bank account when I lived in Florida, and I found out someone in North Florida had opened an account under my own name. And his name, they figured it out. His name was Dave Stuckey out of like Pompano Beach, Florida. No idea how that happened. So I, I feel for Brad Stevens. It's never fun when your identity gets stolen. It's never fun when your Celtics suck and are below 500. And also, George, whoever Dave Pucky Stucky is, if he's listening out there, stop stealing people's identities. Yeah, it's no fun. I know you live in Pompano Beach and there's a lot of stuff you might want to buy to go to the beach and enjoy it, but it's not cool. George, a huge portion 
of Mr. Fernando Tatis Jr.'s $340 million contract is owed to an investment fund that he signed with as a team. Let me explain. <laughs> Everybody knows Fernando Tatis signed a massive 14-year, $340 million contract with the San Diego Padres. Do you know how big that is, George? Do you know which largest contract that is in baseball history? I, I know it's enough to buy at least a one-story Rambler in California after they take about 89.9% of all of the money from taxes, but uh, I think it's the third largest or fourth largest in baseball history. Let me take a guess here. It's after Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, and... I'm holding it up right now, so it's three. <laughs> you okay, said it, so, so I third. just held it up. Aside from paying California taxes, not all of the $340 million will go to Tatis, George. According to... Big league advance. When he was a teenager, he signed with that firm who invests in young athletes. So the firm spreads out $26 million among 77. Well, they spread it out. $26 million among 77 minor league baseball players in 2017. And that included the Padre superstar. He agreed. Players like him agreed to give up between 1% and 12%. Unfortunately for Tatis, that came back to bite him in the ass because he gave up 8% of his earnings, which would mean... 27.2 million of his contract will go to big league advance BLA man. BLA is having a BL more of a BLT man. They're going to be able to eat some caviar steaks, steak tartare. They're going to enjoy themselves quite a bit after pulling they're You know where they're going to be eating dinner. Same at prime one twelve in Miami. Well, Fernando Tatis is hitting home runs in San Diego out of Petco park. Well, George, it would have been much better if you actually knew a name of a restaurant in San Diego. I did not. That's what. That's why. I just yeah, no. I just had to say, like, it, that would have really made that moment here on the podcast on the social media clip would have really made it hit if you had the top restaurant in San Diego ready to go. I but know. that would be like me being like, "Man, we're about to hit this steakhouse in New York when Russell Wilson signs in Seattle," and it's just like that is really just weird to say. But, well, but here's the thing: investment firms happen to be a lot more in Miami. New York, some in California. So maybe maybe it's a Miami or New York-based investment firm. You never know. I feel like it'd be more likely to be in New York or maybe even San Diego, LA. But you never know. Either but way. Baseball, yeah, is that, that's pretty cool. Baseball, the lifestyle, you know, maybe Tatis, the lifestyle, Miami. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. You know. George, what all, all I wanted to say actually about that one more time was, Forget all the stupid steakhouse stuff you're saying. It's actually really cool that there's a, there was a firm that invested money in young athletes. It probably took one guy like Fernando Tatis for them to make their mark. Oh, ab oh, absolutely. It's like, man, why invest in a Fernando Tatis Jr. rookie card when you can invest in Fernando Tatis Jr.? Yeah, that, that, that's pretty crazy, the, the investment they probably got back. Uh, last but not least, Kyrie Irving. Once the NBA, George, to change the logo to Kobe Bryant. What do you think? I mean, it's not a horrible idea. I just don't think the NBA like needs to change a, the logo. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to put it. I think it's an iconic logo. I think it's a good logo. I don't think necessarily, like I know, yeah, it's not a, as he as Kyrie said, Black Kings built this league. I don't think people see the logo and are like, oh, it's a white guy on the logo. Like, I think a lot of people don't just know that's the NBA logo and don't even realize who it is on the logo. So, no, I, I don't necessarily think it needs to be changed. But if it was to be changed, I think Kobe would be the prime guy to change it to. And I think if you ask Jerry West, who drafted Kobe Bryant, he would probably say, yeah, change it to Kobe Bryant. I can't lie, George. I love the way that you just yell one random word in the middle of a sentence. Which Who one? drafted Kobe Bryant? <laughs> I almost I, I had I, I had this little I had this little shock through my body because it got really loud in my headphone. And I was like, George really wanted to put some emphasis on the draft. Was that yeah, was I, that for sentimental reasons? Just like yeah, sentimental reasons. Like you drafted Kobe Bryant. So I, I I think actually if it if you were to ask Kobe Bryant somehow, obviously rest in peace, but like I think deep down, I, I think a guy like Kobe, and this is what I've just heard through the grapevine, like I feel like he wouldn't want that. Right. I because of his love for the game. Um now my problem with making it Kobe Bryant is does that mean we're gonna change it in the future for other reasons? Right? Or what's the now what's the standard for ever changing the logo, right? And I think 
I'd get it. If we changed it to Kobe Bryant and never changes again, I'd get that. But I think like what you said, it is what it is right now. I think 99% of people that aren't like diehard basketball fans don't even know it's Jerry West on the logo. Yeah. I think they just see a logo. I, if you asked our father who watches NBA every night with us, I don't think he would have any idea that it's Jerry West on the logo. I think he would just be like, that's no, the NBA. And I don't think so, he knows who Jerry West is. Yeah, so I don't think it's necessary to change the logo. Now, like you said, if anybody were to be on it, the one I'd complain about the least would be it's Kobe Bryant. That's how again, I feel. Too. Who would be the one again, you complain about the most? I don't know if it's somebody random, I guess, or if it's just if they change it to a generic player. You I know? think they changed it to Trey Young. I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah, well, uh, I was I was trying to be realistic for a second, but <laughs> I was saying like I just don't think it should be changed. Like Michael Jordan should be the logo, actually, if they change it to anybody, and yeah. then. But if they do Kobe, I get it. At the end of the day, don't change the logo. It's the logo. That's how I All see right, it. Fair enough. So you, you you don't you would not want Trey Young to be the logo. I don't. I would not want Trey Young to be the logo. No. Huh, shocker. Shocker. All right. Well, his coach got fired. His coach did get fired. By the way, just you know, add that tidbit to the podcast. There you go. You added that yeah. tidbit to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're very welcome. And Nate McMillan is now the new head coach. So now I kind of have to root for them because I really love Nate McMillan. So I, I'm kind of in a torn place. I'm, I'm stuck between somewhere between a rock and a hard place, Sam. I'm sorry you feel that way. Uh, uh, me too. Either way, they're not really making the playoffs. Either way, it's just Atlanta Hawks. So nothing really crazy is going to happen. No, but we did you go know, to a Hawks got- game once. That we was did. Cool. We sure did. All right. I got to wrap this up, George. <laughs> George just, before George gives me another random tidbit here, <laughs> speed round has turned into eight minutes, and speed round is officially over. Um, Follow for the next episode for the people listening. It's going to end with an actual sibling story. So don't forget to go to anchor.fm slash pod that, and you can actually find our podcast there on all platforms. And you can leave a message. It says leave a message. You got to log in. You can log in with like Facebook, whatever you want to do, make an account. And you can leave a message. Give us your best sibling story, sibling competition story, a sibling sports story, whatever it may be. And if you don't have a sibling, we're not going to discriminate. Give us any damn good story with a friend, family member, whoever. Sammy's not going to discriminate. I'm probably going to discriminate. Anytime well, someone sends me, it sends me a non-sibling story, I'm like, what's this bullshit? All right. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Episode seven. I'm just being real. I'm just being real with the listeners, man. That's all. George, just being real. George, wrap up this spot. Go for it. All right. And anchor spelled A N C H O R. It's spelled not like it sounds. It's that sounds like anchor, but it's anchor. So uh, thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the pod. Pod that with the Jarjour brothers. Sammy, you want to wrap? You want? You want? You want to give me your tagline here? You got to leave me hanging. This is the sports on tap. And this is the Internet's pub. Peace. We'll be back.